Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. This is the ama- uh, this is the Truth Minute. Today's Truth Minute I'm reading from the book of 1 John chapter uh, 4 verses 7 and it says beloved let us love one another for God is love and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. Love is a word that is used and reused and sometimes even abused. The people who have contain uh, explained love in form of flowers. Some people have explained love in form of gifts. Others have explained love in form of actions. But the Bible tells us that God is love. Love is a person. Ronald Reagan once said that democracy is worth dying for because it's the most deeply honorable form of government ever devised by man. As I read this quote, I wondered to myself, is this what he meant when we see opposition leaders in various countries being manhandled? Is this what it means to die for democracy? After he had lived his legacy and led the country he came to this conclusion he wrote himself later on he said without god democracy is not and cannot long endure if god is love what ronald reagan meant to say is that without love democracy will not and cannot long endure if we love one another we will not kill each other if we love one another we will not see color gender sexuality religion tribe or will see human beings like us god is love and we are all made in the image of god that is the truth minute this is the amazing truth podcast the amazing truth podcast listen to us on spotify apple podcast google podcast and stitcher like us on facebook at the amazing truth podcast The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Hello, welcome once again to the Amazing Truth Podcast. We are here again, back again with another episode. This is season 2, episode number 4, and we have been tackling uh a myriad of issues. We've been doing life stories, and in those life stories, we've got focused on women's issues. and women the issues that women face in the childhood the reproductive ages in marriage and so on and so forth and uh we are in part 2 of episode uh, the episode where we're talking to Beryl and Ezra and we are looking at endometriosis and last week we uh talked about uh talked to Beryl and Ezra about their journey uh with this uh painful literally painful disease uh or condition called endometriosis started in childhood she was told when she gets married it will magically go away that Ezra will be the magic pill yeah. Yeah. turns out uh it it didn't work that way so she went through uh diagnosis 
she was diagnosed uh, twice actually mm-hmm. in the in Kenya and here in the states with endometriosis and she had to go through surgery to get that diagnosis and where we stopped was um now the symptoms her symptoms what she went through what she's been going through and kind of talking about just uh the general picture of what endometriosis is so this week we want to continue that uh, that conversation and talk about finish that uh symptoms uh segment and then talk about how how she manages how she's managed the pain and the resources and we have a very special surprise for you at the end of this episode so stay tuned we have a very very big huge you're not announcement. Doing, you're you don't want to miss it you're not doing it justice I'm sell it better because it's bigger <laughs> it's bigger than big it's so bigger than stay big. tuned we have a very very special <laughs> announcement now i have ezra with me As per usual, he's on the hot he's not on the hot seat today. He's part host, part storyteller. And obviously my wife is here with me. And let's uh jump into and continue this conversation from last week. Ezra, any opening thoughts? Opening thoughts is um thank you for those of you who reached out who are asking questions, who yes. are showing love. Oh, We yes. really do appreciate that. And thank you for those who are who are saying that this was helpful and informative for them. And so that is why I'm excited about this part because not only are other people learning, but as you noticed last week I was learning too. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I'm yeah. excited to continue learning <laughs> yes, even yes, though yeah. uh, you know I'm part of the journey and the story so. Right. So endometriosis and we've you know it's uh we learned that it's a uh, Let me let me hold on. Let me Google. <laughs> you want to Google? Uh, yes. I want to read exactly. It says endometriosis is a condition where tissue similar to the inner lining of the womb, endometrium is found elsewhere. We're told that it can grow anywhere. anywhere. Um usually in the pelvis around the womb, ovaries and fallopian tube. It is a very common condition as we have noted from last week the messages we've been getting and all, and everything else that it affects around 1 in 10 women. And I think this number is more. Yeah. These are numbers that are documented. Some places like in Africa where we learned last week, people don't talk about it and it's not mentioned as much. One in 10 women. So you're more likely to develop endometriosis if your mother or sister has had it. Mm-hmm. And we say that you might have a sister, a mother, a sibling, a friend, an a aunt, a spouse, anyone. So we are here. This information is for you to relate, get help and understand what is going on mm-hmm. right so let's uh it, let's jump into it now um so let's continue that conversation be uh with um yeah the symptoms and where you are now you've got this diagnosis you're in the states now what are they telling you now how do we get rid of this pain if we if we are going to get rid of this pain yeah so um Kenan has just um refreshed our minds on what endometriosis is and like I said last week uh, it it can spread anywhere literally anywhere and those scar tissues have nowhere to go whatever happens in your uterus during menstruation or during antiflow um <laughs> antiflow yeah <laughs> mimics <laughs> the same thing that happens wherever this uh, endometriosis grows where these scar tissues are so on very rare occasions you'll find these scar tissues have either grown in your eyes in your head i've heard of a case of a lady who has who goes mentally ill during her menstruation 
because it's 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 spread in her eyes so imagine when you're menstruating in your uterus during that period like for lack of a better word it this it's it mimics the same thing wherever it has grown so for me not until recently we noticed that it could have spread in my lungs um so we just noticed just like Ezra said last week uh somewhere around summer last year that's when we noticed all this so whatever happens in your uterus the bleeding mimics the same thing perhaps in my lungs if it has grown in my lungs so like we said endometriosis has no known cause it has no known cure and it's just a progressive chronic pain so the kind of pain that i was having when i was 15 is not the same pain that i'm currently having and the symptoms um i'm just going to mention the symptoms that i go through yeah. every patient is different mm-hmm. it's they say research has been done and they say it's a systemic disease it's a chronic systemic disease they don't know the cure uh kenan has mentioned that uh, if your mother has has it in your family there's there are high chances that you could have it but for me no one has it in my family yeah, that's good not my grandmothers no no one has had painful uh period so some research say that of course there's no known cause no known cure and some research say it might not even be genetic so no one knows the cure no one knows the cause so like, let's start like, from there like you said last week if the medical professionals have more questions yes, than the patients yes it's more questions than the answers so so don't don't make fun of me <laughs> those are people have gone to school we don't expect much from you <laughs> it's, it's continuous research so yeah. let me paint the pain and i think people might be asking themselves What do you mean by pain? And mm. and I think that's why uh people have silently normalized pain. There's nothing normal about pain regardless. There's nothing normal about pain because we have normalized it. That's why it's so easy for if I am missing classes, let's say for instance if I'm missing classes, it's very easy for a lecturer to say how special are you? as a girl yet there's someone else going through the same yeah. menstrual period and they're not missing classes so let me just try to paint a picture of that pain because and walk you through what i go through and i've said the situations are different the types uh, where it grows is also different i've said it can grow anywhere and for me until recently we realized it has grown it might have grown in my lungs and that kind of endometriosis it's called thoracic endometriosis wow. yeah thoracic endometriosis we are still taking it in mm-hmm. <laughs> we are wow. still taking it in you just got, they just told you that not too yeah cuz we were constantly at the er emergency yeah. every time i'm i'm having shortness of breath i can't breathe i can't a seat because it's causing pressure in my body it it was just worse mm-hmm. i have gone to the er like three times with the same thing they do all the ekg and all the tests my chest I'm is fine but you see endometriosis can grow anywhere so and i realized that because 
every time I was either in my cycle or during ovulation, I was in severe pain and I was struggling to breathe and my chest. It feels like someone is pulling your diaphragm. As in, I can't even explain. I, I mm. might do a lot of injustice explaining. So let me try and explain um, step by step on how this began when from long ago. Of course, the pain has progressed. The pelvic pain is so severe. So severe, it feels like someone is stabbing you in the stomach, removing the knife, stabs you again, as in several. Well, I don't know how that feels. I've never been stabbed. But that's the... The closest way I can explain it. And I'm looking for the right way to explain it. As in the magnitude of the pain. Maybe the person who lives with you is the one who can even uh, yeah. e- explain. Is it, because is, is, is it like when you walk and you hit your little toe on the side of the bed? <laughs> you know, first of all, let's make the disclaimer that men, when we just even cough, it's pain. painful. So <laughs> if you ask Ezra to, to explain, explain the pain. <laughs> However, right. you wouldn't want to see what she's going through in that time. Yeah, It's, it's you know, it's I, I, she's struggling to explain. I cannot... I cannot even capture that. I cannot even try to paint a picture of what that looks like. All I know is that we go to ER and they give her some of the strong oxycodone and this. She doesn't hear any of that stuff. Because they don't work. They don't work on her. It's like she can't control. And those are the pills that you're told that you have to be written. You know, narcotics narcotics and stuff. Those don't work for her. Right. And that's not normal. I mean, if someone says that pain is normal, Mm -mm. it's not. So, and yeah. this kind of pain, because like we said, it has, in the medical community, it has more questions than answers. Even gynecologists themselves, it takes a while for them to point that it, it's endometriosis. So that's why I think these sessions are very important, that if you have someone who has gone through such severe pain, it might not be endometriosis, but at times just try to point them to the right directions and just... Have them probe the doctors yeah. because it takes a while. You said it affects like one in 10 women. It could be more because right. that research is only in the US. Right. It could be more. And then um, it takes an average of seven to 12 years for someone to be diagnosed because you're told right. it's normal, it's normal, it's normal. By the time, for me, it took more than 12 years actually to be diagnosed. So I feel severe pelvic pain and during that period um i also have the kind of back pain that i feel mm-hmm. i can't even explain it and it's on and off and i always try to explain it in such a way that it's the pain is more than labor pains mm-hmm. people who have gone through this kind of pain and have given birth keep saying that labor pains are nothing labor pains are wow. over in fact mm-hmm. I have personally gone through uh, miscarriage Mm -hmm. and those contractual pains is nothing close to the pain that I experience on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. So for me in the past, it was during my menstrual cycle and during ovulation. Mm -hmm. So like you only have a ride for like only 10 days in a month. Mm -hmm. But as it progresses, because it's a progressive chronic pain for me, the pain can even be throughout the month. Yeah, and I can only imagine that it's worse because it's monthly mm-hmm. and for the most part of the month mm-hmm. compared to like, you know, like 
maybe if you were to give birth like once in two years or three mm-hmm. years. So mm-hmm. that's why I would say, yeah. Yeah, and it comes Pretty. with a myriad of symptoms like fatigue, mm-hmm. um, brain fog at times, um, cramps, bloating. bloating. I, I, my stomach bloats, you'd think I'm like five months pregnant. The clots is what I was yeah. thinking actually. It's yeah. heavy, heavy bleeding, clots. heavy bleeding. I do not use normal sanitary towels. And for me, I look back and I think of people, for instance, in third world countries or just even in first world countries who cannot afford such basic things. For me, I'm grateful I'm able to afford. But for people who can't afford basic things like sanitary towels, Mm -hmm. if someone has such heavy bleeding, Mm -hmm. you cannot use normal sanitary towels. So if you're experiencing such symptoms, if you have to go to the ER because of anti-flow, for those who are not there during the last period, <laughs> last episode, we said uh, we are trying to give it a nice word for menstrual period so that the men in the house won't feel uncomfortable. So yeah. we, when you say anti-flow, you, you it's get, the get menstrual the flow. So um, I know I was reading. I was reading this website. I just actually read it now. Endometriosis UK, and they, they, there's there's different stories there, and some of the ladies are saying it took them 14 years to get diagnosed, mm-hmm. and um, one of them says that uh, her her parents told her to get on the pill and uh, contraceptive mm-hmm. because they think it's you know it's, it's uh, she was thirteen at that point they told her to get into contraceptive pills because they think that's that's what's causing the pain it helped but then it took her another myriad many years for her to get a diagnosis and some of the symptoms she's mentioned is fatigue you know her sinuses headaches. Mm-hmm. You know, and by the time she was getting diagnosed, there was they had done a lot of the endometriosis had done a lot of damage on her, you know, reproductive areas. Now, I think pain. Uh, you know, I've been quiet for long. Briefly, you have something just, to say. <laughs> I don't know what I to say in here. He just <laughs> wants to me. talk. <laughs> but anyways, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Um, you know, as as we're talking about this, we're trying to paint that picture. Yeah, I think for those who have Kenyan ties, you can look at videos for the some stories. There's this program called Engage. There's a yeah. lady Hadassa has shared a story there. Um, most people know these uh, media personality Jambiko Kai. Just you know, yeah. shares a story. Also in Engage too, by the way. Engage is a TED talk type of of of, of thing. Uh, so so I mean you have to hit it from multiple angles mm-hmm. for you to start having an idea of what that is. And I think that's why it takes long to diagnose. Kind of, yeah. Because for us, like when she was going through the sinuses, we went through every single hospital you can think of. Wow. Like we went through, you know, I don't want to expose my ignorance. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, again, I'm just kidding. But we went through a lot of hospitals. We went through a lot of specialists, eye specialists, ear specialists, you know, neurologists, all this because mm-hmm. everyone was treating the head. And we think the sinus, and that's the only thing that's showing up. Yeah. But now you start reading things like those, you realize maybe that was being affected by this lining that has mm-hmm. spread into other parts of the body. Yeah. So there are people who might not be having a headache, but that's just... Yeah. the body crying and saying there's a deeper there's problem, a problem that yeah. needs to be checked out so don't normalize pain again don't yeah. sit there and and think that oh this is 
this is okay you know once a month i can handle that and so forth and so forth cause it's not it's it's, it's the quality of life for <laughs> her it just degenerates then i'm there then my family is there her family is there our friends are there it, it just becomes a chain mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and part of it is because we normalized as we kept on saying in this show men go for physical checkup and <laughs> canon we're working mm-hmm. on that yes, not just the ladies so <laughs> actually most of the times Ezra has brought up a very good point actually most of the times um doctors tend to look at other areas and people get misdiagnosed and fair enough it's because they don't know because it shows up in very different ways and one thing that i didn't say earlier is that endometriosis as it progresses it goes into stages so like this f- stage 1 and through to stage 4 but the level of your pain also interestingly this disease is very mysterious in how it operates okay. someone uh, the stage of your disease does not equate the, to the level of pain in the sense that you might be in stage 4 oh, but your but pain is you, not you don't right. even know you have endometriosis wow. and at times it manifests itself in different ways most of the people like i have constipation you have you'll just tend to have so many um issues mm-hmm. health issues there's a time uh, i was going through a health issue so for me even a cold because this kind of situation just incapacitates me mm-hmm. if i see you you have a cold i just to take yeah. off from you like a plague. I avoid you like a plague. You must be one Because of those people who are happy for the mask <laughs> wearing yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> I just <laughs> avoid you like a plague because this this yeah. this condition has been mistaken in terms of it manifests itself in different ways. Most of the times doctors tend to 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 treat your bladder because maybe it has spread in those areas and they can't see it so it affects your bladder you have uni- urinary problems you have digestive issues every food doesn't mm-hmm. just oga well with you you have constipation just many issues mm-hmm. it affects your endocrine it affects your mus- wow. mu- muscles it affects so many areas such that doctors can't just piece things together so it be a scaring people i know yeah but, <laughs> but, but it's no 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 yeah, no I'm, so yeah. it's yeah. the truth right if if someone is going to say a ladies i think the first signal would be uh menstrual pain mm-hmm. right antiflow pain yes. and then i think okay. when someone goes to the doctor mm-hmm. i think they should suggest mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you check me for endometriosis mm-hmm. i think that's a good place to start yeah and i think again educating your provider mm-hmm. helps in this case because mm-hmm. you'll you'll go a long time without being diagnosed mm-hmm. now how do you how do you manage how do you ma- yeah so, go ahead i was going to say something uh, i feel like if you ask your provider and probably they don't know i think it's best to seek a second opinion yes. mm-hmm. from a different provider who would listen to you mm-hmm. sticking with the same person yeah. and hanging there hanging on there mm-hmm will not really help while this disease is progressing. Right. So seek a second opinion, seek a third opinion even. And that's what we did when we were going through our fibroid issue. Seek second opinion, seek a third opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Y- you know the other thing is as Nancy is saying that, you know, I keep on thinking about you guys because last time when you guys were sharing your story, you mentioned end of for me the light bulb went, mm-hmm. you know, went up. But luckily I hope that all is well. 
But you see that small sign there mm-hmm. could be the difference between actually five years later, mm-hmm. 15 years later, and where you are mm-hmm. because of those situations. So these are things that, especially as, as, as um, immigrants, we, we tend to go to the hospital once we have gotten to the end of the road. Yeah. If you are paying insurance for your car, for your house, you are taking your car for oil change, treat yourself. Occasionally, you know, you know, take strong. yourself out, take yourself, take care of your body, take care of your body. You know, uh, if you, if, if, you know, the Bible says, love your neighbors, you love yourself. And that's what we read that in the truth minute is because most of us, because we don't know how to love and take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. we can't even how express and show others. that and love others. I have never taken myself out for lunch and now I'm taking a lady out for lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. I'm doing what is not natural for me. Yeah. Of course, here yeah, it's my wife, right? Yeah. <laughs> But all I'm just saying is that we take care, listen to your body. Respond when your body calls out. Mm-hmm. Don't, I don't do this, so don't take my advice <laughs> in this sense. But you hear all this new stuff when you are, th- don't wait until your body is asking for water that means that it's struggling drink it so that the body doesn't ever get there you know so i i'll be practice yeah. that Kenan hold me accountable in the next podcast how many yeah. glasses i took okay. i think we first need to start by you yeah. doing yeah. a physical yeah. me, Kenan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Kenan. you see how you're taking yes. this like, the story is about me i want to highlight something though that um you say listen to your body mm-hmm. yep and i think there's people who have for those that have listened to their body but they probably don't have the resources mm-hmm. to to go and that's where we'll bring the resources in mm-hmm. now there's a there's a child there who's having painful menses mm-hmm. and they can't uh voice it to their parents you know mm-hmm. that's why you know there's a there's a website or there's a number they can call mm-hmm. and someone will give them and a kind of an idea mm-hmm. and if they still have to push their parents or push their adults to get them to to get this help mm-hmm. then so be it but at least if you're listening to your body and you don't have anybody to talk to mm-hmm. reach out to these ladies in this yep. room then we'll yep. reach out to us we'll connect you with someone who can help you kind of manage or start the process of managing that pain speaking of management Beryl mm-hmm. how are you managing I know I've come to your house <laughs> And I know I've seen a lot of my uh, house is a factory. Yes, Listen. I've seen a lot of things. Is so is that yeah. I've seen? Uh, I've seen what I've. You, have, you don't eat meat. Yeah, you don't eat. She's gluten free. Gluten free. But that was no. before I even knew that I had endometriosis. Oh, no, stop, rabbi. Well, stop rubbing. Well, it. well. <laughs> I think part of it is that is, is that uh, my question is that part the, the lifestyle. Your lifestyle is lifestyle. that part of managing yeah, them. Yeah. So let me say. Um, Endometriosis requires a multi-modal approaches, like a holistic ap- approach. You cannot say that you would do diet and it helps, or you do. So let me back up. Uh, diagnosis, the only way to diagnose endometriosis, we say it is through laparoscopy. Mm-hmm. So laparoscopy is like a small incision that is done in your belly bottom. So don't get afraid. It's just a small surgery. It's a, actually a day's surgery and you go home. A small incision that is done at your belly bottom and nowadays they do robotic. I was they also did the robotic thing to me too. So of course you're told there's no cure. Now go manage it. It's like yeah, go manage it. So 
one thing is how do you manage it? First of all, for me, it's surgery. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying do consistent surgeries, but surgery is like a starter mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. menu or your meal. That's how they get to to know that you have endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So get the surgery done, and then there are two there are two types of surgeries. Mm-hmm. There is ablation surgery and then there is excision. Mm-hmm. The the two that I <laughs> I have gone through ablation twice mm-hmm. when they diagnosed that I have endometriosis. Mm-hmm. So ablation is where they they kind of uh, burn it, mm-hmm. and then unfortunately because it's a progressive systemic disease which grows anywhere. Mm-hmm. They may not see it wherever. They might maybe burn it in your uterus and maybe it's somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It grows back. Mm-hmm. But then the most efficient one is excision surgery. Excision surgery is where they cut it off. So it goes deeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, ablation is just at the top, what you're seeing at the top. But excision, it goes deeper. They cut it off. So this one, they say it's more efficient because it's even if it grows back, it takes a while, like there's 30% chance that it will take a while, a while for it to grow back. So for me, I'll say start with surgery. Mm-hmm. Surgery is like a starter. The second one is diet. Oh, diet is, mm-hmm. that would be like a whole day's talk. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, keep going. I, I mean, diet. <laughs> it is. It like is. something to <laughs> no, say no. about diet. No, uh, <laughs> no, listen, my wife has tried everything and anything, you know. Uh, so me and my house, I just eat because every day we're trying treatment. Me, I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah. on treatment. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, for, for, for us, at least, we're vegetarian for the most part. But her now, she's gone almost gluten, I mean, vegan gluten-free like even i cannot spray myself where she is in the house like if i'm mm. planning to dress up i have to go spray my suit and put in the garage or whatever it is so that tomorrow i can wear it so she has to make even her own products that she it's a good thing because soon we start yeah. a, a whole factory and we start selling these things mm-hmm. but she's invented a lot of things yeah. from whatever works. uh from from a uh, um uh cologne Anti-anti-perspirant. People might be wondering why you're doing that, but it's just part of lifestyle. Given that endometriosis is is an inflammatory disease, so you would want to avoid anything that causes inflammation. Oh. So, with your diet, of course, you've spoken about meat. You asked about meat. Um, your advice to like drop red red meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, dairy, and Ezra also said, listen to your body. What works for me might not work for you, mm-hmm. but this is just what the majority mm-hmm. um, have seen working for them, at least dropping gluten. Gluten is one of the biggest things that affects people. So gluten, soy, so all these things cause inflammation. I know <sighs> surgery is easier than diet for sure. Mm-hmm. Even when you talk about... Uh, when you talk about adding weight during the Christmas season and you you are it's easier to it's hard to lose weight than gaining. You 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 gain weight in a week and it might take you like six months to lose it. Mm-hmm. So people find it hard to manage that through diet. Okay. Well 
Wow. Yeah, so diet is one of them. Uh exercise. Exercise. Yeah, food has a lot to do with your thyroid glands and hormones. So anything you can do along those lines would greatly help. Exercise, physical therapy, like I said, it requires multimodal approaches and you cannot just use gynecologists. You have yeah. to use a physical therapist, a dietitian, a nutritionist. It's it's wide. So I'm thinking about someone who doesn't have insurance. Mm-hmm. Can they go to a, a pharmacy or chemist and buy over-the-counter pain pills that might help with the pain? So yeah, I I I don't want to say yeah, but I'm not a doctor, so I'll answer it in the way that I have lived, mm-hmm. how I've lived it. It's and what I have read. The pain the painkillers just suppress the pain and for me i haven't found a painkiller that works for me like otherwise you, like you said uh, yeah. even the strong pain yeah. Really yeah. strong yeah and the pills that they give you you mentioned hormonal pills this girl who was given hormonal pills those pills just suppress your symptoms yeah. but it doesn't cure endometriosis has no cure but the one thing that they have found to be helpful so far is the excision surgery but it does not work by itself you have to incorporate physical therapy diet and all these other things okay i i want to ask uh in terms of sorry uh, yeah i'm thinking of okay. how to ask this uh infertility now does it affect uh, two questions actually i have mm-hmm. first of all does it help if maybe the ovaries are removed or uterus. the uterus those <laughs> And this might be a very <laughs> ignorant question, but yeah, I mean, does it would it <laughs> help? To, so ignorant. if that makes you feel good, the ovaries are removed. Like like those, see, maybe the fallopian tubes or those mm-hmm. the reproductive organs where the it aligns. Are they if those are, if the surgery to remove that will that help? Is that a cure? So um, from what I have had and read. Um, It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't help to just remove your uterus because endometriosis grows growing anywhere. anywhere. Oh, yeah, really? that's right. <laughs> yeah. So oh. it does not help. So even they say your chances for it reducing after menopause are high, but again also if it has grown to other areas then nobody and you still yeah. have a problem. And and I think that's 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 the point we're saying that when you see your child when they're young for example if it's contained within the uterus and you take that mm-hmm. out then you can you know do that but when you normalize this yeah. pain and it spreads now you can take off the lungs yeah you can you know you know you can, it becomes now something that's beyond so you know it's 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 important that this is a principle of any sickness that someone could be going through mhm It's it's a principle of your story two weeks last week and the week before of this this situation in the uterus and it's not being affected it's okay but who knows maybe if that was addressed before you don't go through the whole pain that you went through exactly. right so there's this piece in you know we keep on saying that it will be fine you know it could for us it's endometriosis for you it was fibroids for others are dealing with something else you know uh, let's be proactive Let's let's realize that it is not normal even though we live in a sinful world to to go through these pains that's the body calling out for help 
and act upon it when it calls. All right. Let's take a break and when we come back we'll look at resources and we told you there's a a big a huge gift surprise that we have for you so stay tuned. This is the Amazing Truth podcast. The Amazing Truth podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Stitcher. Like us on Facebook at the Amazing Truth podcast. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. The Amazing Truth Podcast. Real issues, real talk. Welcome back to the Amazing Truth Podcast. Um, we are kind of winding up this uh, series in January, but you know we don't want to leave you gloomy. Mm-hmm. You know we want to say that there's there's hope, right? Yeah. There's hope. We don't want mm-hmm. to. She's here smiling. Right? <laughs> She's here smiling. They're happy. Yes. We've joked most of this episode because there's hope, and yeah. we're just Every sharing this. Right, we're sharing this because uh, it is a real issue, and we're having a real talk. But aside from that, there's hope mm-hmm. that and heaven rules. Right, mm-hmm. wherever you're going through, you know God has given you that cup, mm-hmm. and God knows that you'll handle that cup, and God knows. That he wants you to go through so that someone else can learn from that. So, what does hope, talking about hope, how does hope look, in a few words, how does hope look for you? What is hopeful? What are you hopeful for in this journey that you, you're going through? Um, for me, like Ezra said yesterday, I, I asked him, can I give you, can we exchange bodies? Um, for me, I am hoping that I've said surgery is a starter and I've gone through ablation surgery and I'm looking forward to go through excision surgery. So I'm hoping that that at least will bring back life at least, even if it's not what life, what it used to be like, normal life. But I am hoping that I will feel better. Yeah, I'm hopeful that I'll feel better after that procedure because I've been told it's the most efficient one. So yeah, hopeful. that's hope. That's yeah. faith. And that's what God wants you to have. It's just a little bit of faith, a, a yeah. grain of a mustard seed yeah. and he'll move mountains for you. And remember Ezra usually says your test is your, is test your testimony and your mess is your yeah. message. Your message. Ezra, what's, yeah. what's hopeful? What's your hope? You know, I just want to celebrate this yeah. experience. I think for most people probably listening to this are like, whoa, yeah, you're feeling this type for us and, and all that. But let me say this. You know, this is the prescription that Beryl and I needed. Yeah. It is what we actually needed because if there's anything that makes us have deep, meaningful conversations, it's this. Mm-hmm. If there's, when I hear people, couples fighting about cups and dishes and stuff Oops. it's like what are you guys talking about it sucks what are you guys talking about right yeah. because this has taught us to appreciate life celebrate each other yeah given us a different perspective about what marriage is and what that looks like and needs to look like we've come to a place where we realize that you know god has blessed some people with health are you going to choose to fight over resources like finance? And there's someone else who's longing and we, so you look at that and you say, if, if I could, somebody will give you all the money just to exchange and have that health. Mm-hmm. 
so for us it's become that thing that has brought us together we bond we talk when we are down we are frustrated but when we are up it's just it's it's just something that uh has brought you know that sense of connection to yeah. us so i want to say that it has changed my perspective of marriage it has changed my perspective of what who my wife is it has made me be more responsible yeah. <laughs> you know be more concerned be more caring and in doing so my wife will tell you i'm not the most romantic guy but i'm learning the other side <laughs> learning the other side. remember married a luo so you know yeah, comes to the style. your level of romance my level of romance is kissy yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but in my own form and my own way this has allowed us to to create that way of loving each other within the context that we are so anyone who's listening to this it's not a moment for you to feel bad for us yeah but it's a moment to realize that we have so much to celebrate for, out of this lastly i'll say this it has also made us think about what we can do to help other people yeah. and that's why we're sharing this story yeah i'm involved in a ministry called vuna international and one of the projects we used to do is um days for, days for girls and days for girls is where we will go back to africa we've gone to pokot you know trukana and we buy those girls sanitary pads but we work with this organization called days for girls mm. if you go to youtube see some of our stories they're there you realize how those girls might because they don't have sanitary pads mm-hmm. those girls they are told that you cannot bury there's all these taboos mm-hmm. they're going through fgm you know so the chiefs are always you know in a you know it's 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 a huge so for us that has become one way we give back exactly and uh so it's it's opened other doors of sharing caring and loving other people so mm. yep wow 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 uh now resources if i wanted to know more about endometriosis very where do i go can you you have a list of resources the ones that have worked for you i know we've mentioned mm-hmm. uh waiting rooms trust Yes. Uh that's Hadassa Hadassa trip Hadassa trip yeah. on Facebook there's waiting rooms trust I know I've seen endofound.org mm-hmm. and then if you google there's endometriosis hotlines that you can call they have there that you can call as well which one which other ones have you used that have been helpful Uh so there are quite a number of resources but just to also point um different people who are in this situation and are wondering where should I start uh am i really going through this or is it something else i'd like to tell you that at times it could be different things the symptoms could be different but if you have to miss school if you have to miss work if you have to end up at the emergency because of antiflo there's a problem I have had to uh be I have had to miss work a couple of times or work from my bed because of this uh, relationships my schedule actually revolves around my pain so these resources are important so some of the resources that have worked for me uh I haven't used some but they're out there one of them uh Kenan mentioned severally there is endometriosis foundation there is endometriosis association there's one really great one on facebook called nancy's nook as in nancy's name 
the Nook N double O K. It's a Facebook page. There's Beating Endo Warriors page, uh, Facebook page. It's Minnesota. There's um, Beating uh, Endo. It's a book by Iris Obuk. This book is worth your time. Just get it and read it. It's been helpful for me. There's also an Endo Endocast, Endo podcast. It's called Endocast, hosted by one Endo warrior from Minnesota and also an Endo specialist in Minnesota. So go check it out. And then there are other things when you're dealing with diet issues. There's gluten-free Find Me Up. You know, people have different diet issues. When you go to a different town, you don't know where to eat because you cannot eat gluten-free or dairy. Just mm-hmm. gluten-free, find me up. And then again, I think counseling could also help. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no. I, don't, I don't have any resources. As, yeah, you are gluten free dot Find me out. <laughs> right. Well, you know, um, before we finish, I think tie, tying into this whole journey, these four episodes that we've had, mm. an idea came to one of us, and actually two of us, the ladies that we've been sharing with. Uh, now Ezra, you can be a co-host now. Yeah. The ladies that we've back been to my sh- normal. <laughs> the ladies that we've have shared their story here, you know. Um, and let me tell you a funny story, not funny, but a story. Um, we talked about this project with my my wife. Uh, we've been talking about it for the for many s- years. For many years. Mm-hmm. And then once I think the spirit just moved and we were convicted one 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 evening. And then the next day, Ezra was coming to record a podcast and he tells me, Ken, I have, I have, I have a thought for you. There's something I want mm-hmm. us to do. Mm-hmm. And he tells me the, same the exact same thing. And I said, <laughs> this is it. So <laughs> let's, let's hear from them. Nancy, would you take it away? Yeah. So they have given me the amazing job of giving you the amazing news. <laughs> amazing. See what she did there? Amazing. Yeah, amazing. amazing. You see what she did there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you the juice. The juice. <laughs> Give us the juice. Yeah. So in addition to the resources Beryl has given you, uh, the Amazing Truth team is looking to write a book to support women who are going through various reproductive health issues. It could be any issue, uh, for example, pregnancy-related, high-risk pregnancy, preeclampsia, infertility. It could be things to do with menstrual disorders, gynecologic cancer, pelvic floor prolapse, uh, uterine fibroids, sexual problems in women. If you're going through any of this, cyst, and um, you you have gone through this or you're going through any of this, we are looking to write short stories, like one-page short stories. Um, the first paragraphs, please share your story about whatever you want to share, like probably your highlight or your lowest moment or... Um, the resources Mm -hmm. and then at the end at the very last paragraph we want you to share your message of hope what you would like another woman reading your story 
how it will encourage them. As you're doing this, uh, I know that some people would like to be anonymous. It's okay yeah. for you not to uh, write your name. Uh, we, so the layout of the book is, you know how we have um, like a devotion, like yeah, page devotion by page. Level. So that's how we're looking. It, it's not going to be a devotion book, but we're looking at having like a one page story. So however pages the book is going to be, if it's 50 people, 100 people, 200, we don't know what, how the spirit will lead whoever is listening. So you can share your stories on the Amazing Truth email address. Yes, yep. um, amazingtruthpodcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. You can... Uh, I think there's a couple of ways yeah. we can, if Facebook. you feel comfortable to send us through Facebook right. or our Gmail, Gmail, please write that story, send it to us, and uh, we will we will take it from there. And we'll reach out to you if you want to be reached out and we can discuss the specifics and what that means and what that looks like. You can also go to the Amazing Truth podcast. Uh, we are working on this and should be up uh, hopefully by the end of next week, where you can just go in and submit your your article. Right. I will take that article and, and take it from there. So, um, yeah, please Rich. join these beautiful ladies here who God yeah. has blessed us to be our wives as they've shown their courage to share their story so that you can also add to, to that and be a blessing to someone else. You might not be able to come to a podcast here, but your, your voice, mm -hmm. the pen can be your voice mm -hmm. to be a, a, a source of refuge, encouragement, hope to someone else out there who's struggling. Right. Let Amen. someone hear your story. Let someone learn from your story. Let someone heal yep. from your story. Don't and maybe like, can a question that I have for them. Now yeah. I've gone to my host side. You yes. know, this is natural, right? Go ahead. Why are we doing this and where are the produce going to go? Why? Because people might think it's it's, it's another monetary, thing. It's monetary yeah, yeah, stuff profit, like that. What yeah. is this all about? So I remember when I was going through um this issue of uterine fibroids and mm -hmm infertility and just reproductive health. Mm -hmm. I looked for resources on Amazon. I looked for resources in Kenya. There was nothing at the time. I haven't looked recently, mm -hmm. but um, so, and I longed to relate to someone, uh, someone going through the same. So like just reading real stories of real people going through the same issue and how uh, just a message of encouragement. I remember joining uh, Facebook groups, many of them, Kenan and I joined and we would say, oh, there's one that has come up. So we would join and be part of it. But after some time, the groups would die mm. and our hope would also die. So we're just looking to have a resource out there that people can have in their hands. And when they're having a low moment, they can read uh, through the peruse through the book and just read the stories and relate and find that hope, a uh, message of hope that they're looking for. The proceeds of the book will go back to helping the people who are going through such moments. Maybe they need counseling. Mm -hmm. we, would, um, we would offer one or two or three sessions or however many that uh, that person would need for them to... Uh, at least be be in a good place. Mm -hmm. Like uh, if you remember, uh, Ezra had asked us if we went through counseling. Kenan and I have never gone through counseling because we did not have the financial resources to do mm -hmm. that. We wish we did, but we did not have. So that's one of the ways we are looking to help. And 
just give back to the community and and also to add into that is we're looking we mentioned about the people who are not privileged to have the resources we have even back in third world countries there yeah. are other ladies who are going through you know financial crisis because all this is is dipping into your pocket so it will be more clearly spelled out on the website once yes. the whole project is put out there you will see you will know and uh you know also heavy canon we have we haven't talked about this so maybe i'm just throwing these as we're saying these you know the people who just all they need is prayers mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. like like we can be those we can be there to pray for and with you yep. so that you know you send send your name and say hey i need prayers and be sure that that's what has kept you guys going when you shared your story i told you about my wife's situation in the room and and you know so being able to know that we wish to have someone to pray with during that time yeah. and there are moments you feel like you're low you can't find even a prayer partner yep. consider these a home where you can also send your messages and we'll keep you in our thoughts and our prayers yep and again if you want to share your story reach out to us again we will we have the platform we have the mics we have the hosts and you will <laughs> be able to share your story uh i have i can thank these ladies enough for being courageous to be vulnerable to be able to be vulnerable and accept this invite to put your lives out there literally you just we thank you for that we thank you for the courage and we thank god for keeping you safe to be able to tell this story and with we i i'm hopeful i'm hopeful for is god continues working in you working in us to finish us the way he finds uh the 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 way the best way he finds for us to be fit so um Ezra without any further ado i think we uh, we can call it quits we can call it uh we're closing session. the month we're closing the month closing the right. month right oh man okay. so next month what are we going on man Kenan? do you go where, can we go up from here we, i think i think we, i think we, we should go up we're going to go go, we, we go up, up right so yeah <laughs> uh well listen us Don't worry about app we'll tell you where we'll tell you is. where app is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we have a very very special session for you in February. We'll have amazing topics and we'll go even much more deeper than yeah. we've been. And their sense is not to get likes, to get subscriptions which we want you to subscribe though. But we want to share this message and be a testimony to to someone and help someone who's going through the same thing or even worse. That was amazing truth podcast the ladies um Any you have parting shot parting shots the, the ladies will be the last people to talk is right you're done parting shots <laughs> um i'd say let's learn to be grateful and take a day at a time i did not know that I had so much strength and resilience. I didn't know before this. I really didn't know. But I thank God. Learn to be grateful for the little things. If you wake up in the morning, be grateful. If you're able to even drag yourself to do dishes, be grateful. You're not defined by your limitations. You're not defined by your limitations. When able to do whatever you like doing, I like hiking when you're able to do it. When you have a chance always know that god will use your deepest pain to launch your greatest calling ah <sighs> i'm always a lady of few words but i'm sitting right here and thinking what am i going to say but i think uh, my parting shot will be the, to the two of you to just thank the two of you for supporting 
you supporting Beryl and Kenan supporting me throughout this journey. You've made it more bearable. Yeah, thank you and may God bless you and may other men learn through what you have done and become even better than you guys. May God bless you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you and see you on the next one.